This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and whenever you may be listening to this. This is the second episode of the new Feel DJ's Aviation Podcast. That's right, there is a brand new podcast cover or artwork, if you will, that you can probably see as you've searched for this podcast. Um, I really like it. And on top of that, there's also an introduction, transition and outro professionally done by a radio presenter with 20 plus years experience within the industry. Now, this was something you may have heard in the previous podcast, but ultimately, this is the first time that I'm actually addressing it as the last week's episode was it was a late edition adding the intro, outro and transitions as I only received it after recording. But for this time this is the first podcast i'm actually recording with the new outro intro and transition and from the feedback and response you seem to really like it so thanks to everyone i've been very hesitant for some time of actually putting money back into the business but that is something i will cover a little bit later i just wanted to say that for anyone that may listen to this podcast on spotify just make sure you're still following the podcast as spotify actually wiped all my followers uh, yes they basically deleted all the stats i do not know what happened but they've wiped all the it basically went down and then it came back and i've lost all the analytics and it's wiped all followers so i believe we had maybe a thousand I'm not too sure but we definitely had a lot of people following over on Spotify uh, that's completely gone so obviously you will not be notified and you will not see it come up if you are listening on SoundCloud Apple Podcasts or any of the streaming platforms and you would prefer to listen on Spotify this is just my message to you now that I would highly encourage you to head over to that platform and make sure you eat, you make sure you're following again um, and feel free to put on that bell and that way you can be notified when the podcasts do go live otherwise if you listen on Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms, thanks very much for tuning in. Re- uh, most recently, pardon me, I've added the podcast to two new streaming platforms. That would be both uh, Breaker or is it Beaker? No, it's Breaker. So B R E A K E R and Castbox. So if you'd like to go and listen on those two streaming platform sites, you now can do so. Otherwise, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Google, uh, Amazon. Apple, of course, and uh, Spotify. So basically any platform, just feel free to look up DJ's Aviation. And if it's there, well, then it's there. If not, then I'm sure there'll be another platform for you. As always, a big thanks to everyone that continues to tune in and listen to these. I know they have not been as frequent and maybe not as exciting, uh, but hopefully I'm looking at that will be changing in the coming month, especially as we move into the festive period. 
Obviously, I'm headed to Canada very soon, and there's potentially another trip in between there that will be of great interest, pardon me, to you that is listening. We can only hope that does go ahead, and if it does, I will reveal a more later to or closer to the date, pardon me. But other than that, not a whole lot has been going on. Uh, it's been a quiet few weeks as well for the aviation industry, so I haven't felt there's been necessarily a lot to talk about. Uh, to definitely to justify, say, a 30-minute or 40-minute podcast. Because believe it or not, it's actually harder than you may think to record for 30, 40 minutes straight. Um, obviously, it's easier if I may have a guest, but these podcasts are not really... The intention is not to have a guest on, so it's not really an interview-type podcast. It's just 30 to 40 minutes of me uh, rambling, if you will, about certain topics. And definitely in recent weeks, more of the focus has centered around, if you will aviation and that is something that's going to continue in this episode as there's a couple of things to cover with that natural progression of Australian borders reopening something I definitely want to cover and uh, yeah so I'll go straight to my notes and we'll begin obviously to begin with this is streaming on um, on many many platforms like I mentioned so feel free to go and find one that you like best and I'm sure the podcast will be on there Uh, There's a lot of exciting things coming in the future that is definitely something I wanted to cover to begin with, and I think the first thing you may have noticed is the revamped podcast. It's definitely got a different feel now. I've been looking at getting a intro, outro, and transition for some time, but honestly was too worried to actually pull the plug and get it done, and I think that's something that has definitely been felt widely not just on the podcast, but definitely on the second channel and main channel, uh, where there's been opportunities for me to upgrade things. I haven't really done it, and maybe I should have, and I would definitely hold my hand up for that. Obviously, the podcast does not give me any monetary value. It's just something I do for fun, but that doesn't mean that I don't necessarily want it to be like a podcast, if you will. I I want it to have that feel, and that's definitely something I've tried to go for with the addition of the intro, outro, and transitions. And I hope you get that feel as well when you chuck it on with whatever you're doing, whether you're going for a run, you're going for a drive, whether potentially you're working or studying and you throw this on, I definitely want you to put it on and feel, hey, I'm definitely listening to a podcast, not sort of a um, just uh, me talking for, for 30 minutes and it doesn't really feel cohesive. It doesn't feel like there's, there's segments and that is something I want to introduce uh, much more segment based. And, and honestly, you know when a segment is is moving as in we're moving topics with that transition, I think that's the perfect way to move into the next topic. And I will definitely be doing that in upcoming podcasts. And this one, as you probably noticed last week, you'll definitely notice that this week we move towards more aviation based content. So there's a couple of things in the works that I won't reveal too much about. Uh, there's a lot of planning and I do have something currently being worked on as we speak that I should be receiving in around a day and uh, that will be rolled out eventually. You'll see on one of the YouTube channels. It'll be very hard, uh, very hard not to see. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I do promise it is exciting and I'm very happy with how it's been turning out at the moment. If you're following me over on Twitter, you'll definitely have got an inside look at to what it is, but you still may not be completely sure. Uh, and like I said, there are other things I'm currently working on and storyboarding at the moment without revealing too much there. As we have moved into November, I hope you all had a brilliant Halloween to anyone that does celebrate it. I'm not someone that personally celebrates Halloween, but this is the first time I actually got properly involved. Uh, watched a couple scary movies and, and so forth, and it, it was fun. Um, but it's, I'm still not the biggest fan of Halloween. I think being Australian, I definitely see it here as more a way that companies can make money and profit, which a lot of the holidays are, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely not really a thing here in comparison to, say, your Canada and America as the United States, pardon me. So I guess I haven't really gotten into the Halloween spirit in my life, but 
it's still cool. I definitely prefer some other holidays, to say the least. And speaking of that, we are approaching the festive season, which is always a lovely time of year, and hopefully for this year, will be a lot more enjoyable as last year the world was in complete lockdown, and I guess we can only hope that this Christmas that doesn't happen and people can be reunited and spend time with their loved ones and just enjoy being together and, and the festive spirit, which is usually a great time of the year to wind down, spend time with family, friends, and just really enjoy it. But I'd argue for the past couple of years it's been a bit... Well, it's been a bit of a downer, and let's just fingers crossed it can it can stay how it's been in the sense of we at least have the freedoms to be able to go and see our loved ones. Uh, with that being said, and with Christmas approaching, I can now actually say that next month I'm going to Canada, as naturally I'm going in December, and now it is November. I can say that I'm going next month, and all systems ago with that, did manage to secure a suitcase, which... If you recall in previous podcasts, I was discussing I needed um, and ended up going for an American Tourista one. Now, I previously owned American Tourista. No, uh, I had some American Tourist suitcases that were very, very good and lasted me quite a while. But unfortunately, they broke um, coming back from London and I've decided to go with shell cases. Uh, personally, I would just rather that, especially with my equipment inside. And uh, I went for an extra large one. I'll be needing a second suitcase in the coming uh, probably in the coming months, especially if I'm heading back to the United Kingdom next year. I'll definitely be needing another case, especially to transport all my things across. Uh, but we will look as the time comes. For now, I just needed one to go to Canada and I have secured that. So that's obviously exciting to have in my room and is that consistent reminder that I am going to be able to go away, which there was a lot of uncertainty if you've been listening to the podcast. Um, obviously, I've been needing to go to Canada for a very, very long time. And it's great to finally have that I guess comfort. I say confirmation, but I'm still worried that it may not happen. But I've definitely think I'm being closer than ever to be able to uh, head over there. Uh, the restrictions are easing, and that's something that's great. Uh, this week is the first week I've actually been able to go back to the gym, which is, if you are unaware, something I was very, very passionate about. When well, see. I wouldn't say passionate. It's just something I enjoy doing. It was a great thing for me to be able to go. I'm not someone that's like, oh, I need to measure everything I eat and and all of that kind of thing. I don't really like that. But um, I definitely enjoyed going to the gym from a standpoint of just being able to have like a routine. Um, and it made me feel a bit better about myself. So I think some of the hardest things with COVID has been been like I've been unable to do that kind of thing. And um, it definitely takes its toll on you mentally because you feel like you aren't progressing and you're falling back into the rut. And I was feeling like that for a very long time. So it's great that I've been able to go back out to the gym and I'll keep trying to do that consistently, which is something I have been doing. Um, Definitely, it's definitely a difference between when I went in the UK and here. I mean, first of all, the gyms are utterly terrible in Australia in comparison. And it's funny because I pay more than double and it's so bad in comparison to what I had, the product I had in the UK, which is weird because I genuinely thought that the gyms in London would be more expensive than one in like a regional town. But no, uh, it's more expensive here and the products are a lot worse. But look, a gym is a gym. Uh, it's just definitely frustrating. I, I wouldn't have thought for the price that you have to pay that it would be that poor and the, the the machines would be that dated and there'd be so much missing but hey it is what it is uh even more motivation to get back to the uk next year uh but it's definitely i was i was actually telling my dad um in the car i think it was a couple of days ago i said to him that and i think i posted a tweet about this i may have deleted it though but uh just checking in well i say checking in just going to the gym here in melbourne i swear i have to do more than when i would try and travel internationally a couple of years ago which that that says a lot um there's a lot i need to show i need to check in i need to go through all these 
temperature. Like, there's so much, and obviously that's very evident of how the world has become, but it doesn't still mean that it's a bit frustrating when you rock up and you're like, Jesus, there's so much that you just need to have. And thinking about how easily it was a couple, how easy it was to move around a couple of years ago, or even how easy it was to move in the UK, um, only a couple of, or just before I left, there certainly wasn't all this stuff that needs to be done. And, and look, I'm not, I would never ever do this, but uh, it's not that hard to also fake a lot of these things, they don't really check that thoroughly, and uh, I don't do that, but I observe it when I'm there, I kind of see how everything's going, and I'm like, well, they check my vaccine certificate, but that'd be so easy to just show them a picture, because they don't really look. Um, it's not like, we don't have like a QR code scanner, if you will, it's um, it's the complete opposite, it's just like a thing you put in your Apple wallet. It doesn't really, it's not scanned or checked. They just look at it. So that's what I mean by I say it's all a bit flawed, if you will. Uh, but that, that being said, restrictions are being lifted. And to, yesterday, pardon me, was the first day that we had proper travel resume. In fact, that's something I'll get into in the next topic when we really mean on to, pardon me, when we really move on to more aviation news and like developments within the aviation industry. Just to conclude, I guess, the more relaxed section and the more normal section, reviews on my uh, main channel and second channel, both are still tracking really well. I've definitely noticed a difference since I've moved back to Australia. I think I've not necessarily been putting... Well, I've definitely been putting more time into it, but there's not really been other distractions, and I think that has a positive and negative effect on me as a person. I've been putting all my time and effort into the YouTube channels, and that definitely, I think you may have noticed from the amount of content being put out, there's a lot of content being put out, and I'm definitely putting overtime into making everything work, and I'm being consistent with the podcasts, pardon me, and a whole lot more being worked on behind the scenes. Uh, but that, that being said, when you don't really have any outlets, it, it definitely takes its toll. So like I said, I feel like there's positives and negatives. It's that life in the UK where I was able to actually go outside and you know see my friends and and get some fresh air and be able to do things I enjoyed in the time I wasn't working to sort of hear it's I'm working a lot more. There's a lot more benefits. And obviously uh, for you, someone that's watching, it's brilliant because you're, you're constantly being fed content, maybe even too much. But as a person, it's not amazing. I will have to say that. Uh, it's not great. So, uh, other than that, it's obviously it's nice to see at least people still coming back to watch. We passed the sixth anniversary back in July of the YouTube channel, and now I've been doing this three years full time. So, three years has flown by. There's been lots of fun stuff, lots of ups and downs, like everything. But it's pretty cool to think three, uh, six years on, I'm still doing this. I didn't necessarily think that would be possible. And we're getting closer to 10 years, which is even scarier to say the least. Whether I'll still be here in, um, in four years still making videos and podcasts remains to be seen. I would like to be, but that that all depends on if people are still watching at the end of the day. I don't want to overstay my welcome, if that makes sense. If I if I feel like the time's up and, and I should move on, then I, I feel like I will do that. But until then, I'm hoping I can keep making content for everyone and making people happy and, and having people more people find aviation and to a point where they understand it and then uh, there's so many people that can't even begin to explain that have gotten into aviation because of me and that's so so awesome whether it be model collecting plane spotting in my early days or now they just their, their passion has become learning about aviation and now that has transformed into them getting a job i've got people that you know have watched the videos and are now going on to study aviation because at the end of the day six years is a long time and a lot of people have grown up with the channel and maybe were my age when 
we all started off like 14, 15 and are now finishing up their courses in university or about to head to university and are going to be studying engineering. And that's that's so, so cool to see that uh, even if it's one person or two people, that people have, uh, I guess you could say, watched the content and have really gotten into aviation and then decided that their career pathway is, is going to head that way because of their passion. And obviously, if you're listening to this and that's the pathway you've taken, I wish you nothing but the best and hope it all goes absolutely perfectly for you. With that, roll the transition. You're listening to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Stay tuned as we depart into another topic. How professional. It almost feels like I'm in an official podcasting room, but I'm not. I'm in my bedroom. (laughs) Those transitions are absolutely on point, and it's definitely fun to say, roll the transition. I loved saying that. Uh, But let's move on to the aviation section of the podcast. At the end of the day, this is DJ's aviation, so I guess you're partially here to also hear about aviation, and there's a couple of things to cover. But let's begin with uh, why why you've been here for a lot of the past weeks, and that's to do with um, Australian international travel and that surrounds Qantas resuming international flights, something that has been a long time coming and it actually took place yesterday on the 1st of November. Um, this is their first proper flight of quarantine-free uh, proper international travel other than New Zealand for almost 600 days. This is because of the strict border restrictions that have prevented Australian citizens to really come in or out unless they have an exemption or they meet that cap requirement and the caps were so low per week that it was pretty un- unattainable to get a flight. Like, you, like you've like you seen with me, I was one of the lucky ones, um, but I experienced my own cancellations, about four of them and about 10 flight time changes. So, even more potentially I can't even count at this point so I definitely got thrown around but at the end of the day I was lucky that I managed to get back that there's still a lot of people that have not managed to get back and with New South Wales Victoria and I believe the Australian Capital Territory opening up their borders uh, internationally people can finally come and go as they please which is a massive improvement I think it's well overdue I've, I've explained my thoughts on it far enough I don't necessarily think it excuses what went on uh, but it's good to see at least some progress at the end of the day. This was marked with uh, QF12, which I did track over on my Twitter landing in Sydney at 0600. This was a flight from Los Angeles and actually had fully vaccinated passengers on board who did not have to undergo any quarantine from requirements. So they were able to go right through customs and see their family straight away and then go and do what they wanted. Uh, and this is obviously a massive change and much more normal. Um But I think one of the biggest takeaways from this has been Singapore Airlines flight SQ221. This was actually the first flight. This landed prior to QF12. And you may think to yourself, well, how is that a big thing? I think it's very ironic that the Singapore Airlines flight arrived first and stole the show of Qantas. Uh, Qantas, I've explained my thoughts many, many times, but Qantas abandoned a lot of people over the pandemic. And the reopening of borders has definitely given them a PR spin that they wanted. Uh, a lot of people may disagree with me, but a lot of people may agree with me. I definitely see a lot of people agreeing, and I'm obviously allowed to disagree with me, but a lot of this has been done as a PR twist for Qantas, and they're, they're the home for Australia, and it just isn't the case, because if you have been looking at them for the past 20 months, you'll you'll be able to see just how bad it has been. So I think it's very it's very ironic that Singapore Airlines landed before them, and Singapore Airlines were an airline that continued to fly during the pandemic and helped Australians constantly, even with the Australian government being incredibly awful. They, they did, they were there for Australians, and it makes me happy that they were the first plane and sort of t- stole the thunder of Qantas. 
Uh, all that being said, it's great to see at least the restoration of the networks for many different airlines. QF1 departed from Sydney for London via Darwin at 18.30. So that's 6.30 p.m. And that's the first flight since March of 2020 that obviously quarantine free and carrying people. And don't get me wrong, I'm not able to do this, but it's not like I haven't actually considered literally just packing up and leaving. I, I was ve- very, very badly want to do that. Like I would... If I could, I would, but I can't, so I shan't. <laughs> but I would definitely be looking at getting the first flight. I would have seriously just gotten the first flight out of here. I do not want to be here, but I'm very I'm very jealous for the people that uh, have managed to get out. Um, and I'm very, very happy for the people that have been reunited. Obviously, lovely scenes at Melbourne Airport and Sydney Airport with families finally being reunited, um, husband and wife's partners, kids with their parents and family. It's It's great to see, and it's been long overdue. It should have happened a long time ago, but... It's nice to see. In saying all that, the work isn't done. The work really isn't done. I say that the borders are reopened and reopened and I say all this, but it's not done. There are still a lot of people that are unable to get into the country. The massive thing now is with students that are being thrown in a gutter. The treatment of international students is terrible. Um, The students trapped in Australia, the students trapped unable to come to Australia and paying for their university and everything. And I'm hoping that something can be worked out for them because it just isn't fair. Obviously, it'd be very naive and it'd be very easy also for me to say, oh, well, borders are reopened, get on with it, because I'm someone now that is able to, you know, go and see my girlfriend and able to go and travel. But that's, I I have been for the many, many months speaking about this topic and I don't think it'd be fair of me to then be like, everything's fine when it's not. Nothing's completely fine yet. There was a man that arrived in Sydney Airport today and his mother's dying in Western Australia and he's not allowed to go there. He's being told he needs to quarantine for two weeks in Sydney, then fly to Western Australia and quarantine for another two weeks. Now, this is mandatory, two-week, $3,000-plus quarantine twice for his mother that's dying to see her. See, this is what I mean. And then I say that, yeah, borders are open and obviously I'm able to go, but that doesn't mean that it's over, all this crap. And it shouldn't be forgotten as well. I don't... I don't want people to forget what's what's happened in the past 20 months. I fear that that may happen. I definitely fear that the way Qantas has made this into something that it shouldn't have been done. Um, obviously, I get from a media perspective why they've done it, but higher up, it's such a PR spin. It's almost, it's almost unbearable to witness take place. Uh, but yes, so borders did reopen in New South Wales and a couple of states, including my one. So these airports are finally being brought back to life. And it's great for also the employees. I feel so sorry for the employees that have had to work at these airports and with the airlines in Australia because it's been hell on earth for the past 20 months. It's been so, so hard. And especially for all the Qantas staff that work internationally, this this has killed them. Do you know what I mean? For the past for the past two years, it's been unbearable, and it's great to finally see that they're going to be put in work because it's much deserved. Uh, Qantas staff on board are always nice. They're, I've always had good experiences with them. My first ever business class flight was with Qantas. My only business class flight, pardon me, was with Qantas, and the staff were incredible. Even on economy, they're usually very very nice, um, especially the Australian crew. Uh, so while I, I definitely slate Qantas, I don't slate Qantas from a standpoint of their crew and employees. I slate it for business practices, which I think is fair at the end of the day. I'm not saying that Qantas is a, a terrible airline in a sense of oh, terrible crew, terrible service, terrible food, terrible planes. I think that 
some of the moral uh, morals from people high up and the way they've handled things I don't agree with and I think many people do as well but that that doesn't mean that the crew are bad by any stretch of the imagination whether that whether that being a technician cabin crew pilot uh, engineer you know ground crew whatever it may be it definitely doesn't involve them in the slightest so it's been a challenging time but borders are reopening and i will keep you posted if anything goes south which it sort of already did uh, obviously a lot of the the big discussion has been around the relaxation of um borders and no quarantining like if you're coming back to australia but in fine print in the new south wales health government region whatever it is on the website it literally says and uh, this is something i didn't pick up on I've, I've seen it on twitter and i was a bit shocked to be completely honest and it is true and if you were to go on the same website you'd be able to see it but basically if i pull up the screenshot now i should have it on my computer i do now there's a couple of regulations that i was not aware of and they involve uh, both pilots and um vaccinated arrivals i will begin with vaccinated pilots so hear this out this is restrictions on entry to certain premises. This is until they received a negative result from their day seven test. Flight crew must not go to any of high-risk settings such as childcare, aged care, disability care, healthcare, schools, education, and correctional facilities, or large gatherings like concerts, football managers, sporting games, uh, football matches, pardon me, uh, sporting games in general, or anything with a high capacity. They cannot go to any hospitality venue except to pick up takeaway food or beverages. And this does not include accessing medical care or aged care like disability services. So basically, this is something that was not pointed out. But if you come for 10 days, let's say you're coming for a specific reason, you're not allowed to do anything for seven days, basically. That is the general gist of it. And this is not something that I think many people were aware of. And that continues on with the restrictions for normal uh, non-international flight crew so let's say this is me coming back from canada into the new south wales it's until you receive a negative test result on day seven now this is seven days after your arrival into new south wales you're not allowed to go to high risk settings such as child care aged care it's the same it's basically the same thing and I was shocked when I read this, and trust me, the response has not been good, uh, because this is not something in the hundreds of press conferences that was actually outlined. Very much the impression was there was no home quarantine and there were no restrictions. It was, you prove that negative test and you're free, but you're not. So this is this is proving very, very difficult. I've already seen uh, one person on Twitter, they've got their parents coming this Christmas, but if these restrictions are still in, I think they're only coming for 10 days. For seven days, I won't be able to do anything. So people are booking, but they're not seeing this because this has not been said. And that seven days of, you know, you're not allowed to go out and eat with your family or friends or whatever it may be. You, you sort of, it's sort of a home quarantine, but it's not. And yes, this is a massive improvement on the 3K hotel quarantine fees that were 14 days and made travel near on impossible. But these are those things that are put in fine print that I always have an issue with. I feel like they should be explained beforehand, but they're not. And, and that's where my problem lies with it. Because I, I hate when someone says something that's going to be one way and then it happens and it's not. And that's purely because of the misinformation and, and the lack of transparency. Now, this could have been said because there's been hundreds of press conferences, but it wasn't. And that's, that's definitely where the issue lies with that. But I think that's definitely going to finish up the, the reopening of borders. Like I said, if there's more on the topic, that will be covered basically, like always, in every single podcast. Um over to Ryanair, they actually reported their first quarterly profits since the pandemic first arrived, but their forecast annually has dropped and they're still expecting to report a 
annual loss, but their profit was 225 million euros. This is for the July to September quarter. And if you've been watching the main channel, you will definitely recall that the quarterly results has been something that I have been covering quite significantly on the channel. And uh, obviously, it's something of great interest to me. I find it a great way to be able to uh, better understand how an airline has been performing, what their recovery looks like, and uh, and so forth. So that's definitely something that is worth noting. Regarding their uh, annual loss, they're seeing it around about 100 to 200 million euros. Now, this is the forecast. This this could change. This could improve or this could grow. It's going to honestly all depend. But it's great to see, at the very least, they've reported a profit. And that's definitely been aided by the summer travel period between July and September that, for the first time in many years, has been eased to the point where they've been able to at least build a network that is robust to a certain extent, if you will. Uh, Ryanair are also staying in the headlines, focusing on their 737 uh, price problems with Boeing. Now, we're, we're aware that obviously Boeing and Ryanair have a, usually a great relationship in the sense that Ryanair have put a lot of faith in the 737 series with Boeing, and they were looking at welcoming in further 737 MAX 10s. But those talks definitely hit a brick wall. Uh, this was down to price. What Ryanair were quoting at, well, sorry, what Boeing were quoting at was not something Ryanair believed was uh, beneficial to them and not something that they believed they should be entertaining. They wanted a lower price. Boeing did not. And how a lot of thing, these things go, they terminate their talks. There's a lot of discussion around, will they go to Airbus? Will they not order at all? I think eventually something may be sorted, but uh, the Ryanair CEO is continuing on to say that he doesn't necessarily agree with Boeing's stance on it. And in most recent claims, he's basically said that it's, uh, you know, it's basically being delusional, pardon me, on Boeing's part for offering these prices. I think the case is very interesting. It's not the first time we've seen something like this take place. Uh, it's happened many times before, and many times before these situations do eventually get sorted. Um, and and obviously, we will await and see what happens, and you, I'm sure you'll get updates on the YouTube channel as time progresses, but uh, definitely something I thought was worth mentioning in this podcast today. We're approaching 30 minutes, so I thought we'd wind down. I hope you have enjoyed it, uh, even though I know there's not been a, a whole lot going on, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I do my very best to at least do this every single week, and I think I've been very much consistent. I think this is the 32nd episode, uh, so that's that would mean 32 weeks, give or take, since I relaunched the podcast, we've been doing this. And I'm very proud of the efforts and very grateful to everyone that still listens in. I will just say that if you have anything you want covered in these podcasts, I do have an email address, I do have a Twitter, and you're more than welcome to reach out to me because I will take any suggestion for this podcast to make it more entertaining. Um, while I wouldn't take suggest, while I would always take suggestions for YouTube videos, I feel like they're harder harder to do than a podcast where there's a lot of room for creativity and obviously with 30 minutes of airtime per week over say three minute video, it's it's a lot harder. But thanks very, very much. I hope you're enjoying it. Do be sure to leave a review if you enjoy it. Um, and I hope you also like the intro, outro, transition and everything like that and the new podcast cover. Other than that, please do take care, stay safe, enjoy your November, and I'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.